Welcome to the podcast of First Presbyterian Church of Marietta, where we are committed to changing lives with faith, hope, and love. We're so glad you are here. Now a second scripture lesson from the Gospel of John, John chapter 15, verses 1 to 8. Again, I invite you to listen for the word of the Lord. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes to make it bear more fruit. You have already been cleansed by the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me as I abide in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit because apart from me you can do nothing. Whoever does not abide in me is thrown away like a branch and withers. Such branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Have you ever heard of Cecil Collins? That's good. I'm glad you haven't. I would have been disappointed if I didn't get to tell you about him. I'm glad you don't know who he is. I just learned about him last Tuesday from a Marietta Daily Journal article about Evander Holyfield, who I imagine you have heard of. Evander Holyfield, world heavyweight champion boxer and Atlanta resident, mentioned Cecil Collins when talking with Cobb Chamber of Commerce Chair John Loud last Monday, apparently... Cecil Collins is a white boy who Evander Holyfield just couldn't beat. Holyfield was 10 or 11 the first time Cecil Collins beat him, and after the fight, he went home crying, ready to never box again. He said, my mama let me cry for about two minutes. After that, she asked, what happened? I lost, and I quit boxing forever, he said. Every kid goes through uh, something like this, so every parent has been through this with their kids. Maybe what the kids don't know is that they're at least part of every parent that wants the kid to quit, so we don't have to drive them to practices anymore. But we can't just let you quit, so Mrs. Hollyfield made him go back to boxing. However, then Collins beat him a second time. This time, it was his coach who he went to uh, to talk about quitting. I guess Hollyfield now knew better than to go back to his mom, so he went to his coach instead. His coach said, why are you quitting? You haven't lost. You lose when you stop. You lose when you don't do it anymore. Setback paves the way to come back. All of that's good advice. And obviously, Hollyfield uh, listened. And what I want to point out, thinking of Cecil Collins, is that Hollyfield grew up to beat not just Cecil Collins, but 44 out of the 57 he faced as a professional boxer. And he is today the only professional fighter to win four heavyweight championships, surpassing the record set by Muhammad Ali, making him one of the greatest boxers of all time. Yet, yeah. 
he also got pruned. Expect to be pruned. That's one important point that this passage from the Gospel of John makes. Expect to be pruned. And don't, ex- don't mistake being pruned from being cut from the vine. Do you know anybody who has a hard time telling the difference between those two things, being pruned and, and being cut from the vine completely? I am the vine, he said. This is the, the seventh sermon in a series of eight focusing on what Bible scholars call the I am statements of Jesus. This is the seventh statement that Jesus uses to describe himself. I am the vine, he said, and you are the branches. Even the branches that bear fruit must be pruned so that they can bear more fruit. And how important it becomes that we be able to tell the difference between being pruned and being cut off from the vine. I wonder if you know anyone who has trouble telling that difference. And if you know me, then you know at least one person who has trouble telling that difference. How many times have I hit a bump in the road professionally and been ready to quit? How many times have I made the mistake of of, of being so embarrassed, too embarrassed to apologize, so I wanted to quit on a friendship? How many times have I suffered and wondered if God had quit on me? We all make fun of our kids who sometimes act like it's the end of the world when they're disappointed. They they don't make the team and they act like their life is over. Someone breaks their heart and they can't leave their bedroom. They act like this because that's how it feels. And it feels that way to adults too. But enough bad things have happened to most of us that that we now realize that bad things happening are just a part of life. All these bad things are happening to us all the time. Day after day, we must let go and move on. It's not all tragic. For every branch that bears fruit must be pruned to bear even more. And just because some parts of us are dying, that doesn't mean that we are dying. That doesn't mean that we have to quit. That doesn't mean that it's all over. A book I love is titled, Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. This book was rejected by publishers 121 times and has since published more than 5 million copies worldwide. And this is just one book of many that was famously rejected to go on to huge success. Author of Harry Potter, J.K. Rowling, who has sold 450 million books, was rejected by her first 12 publishers. Stephen King threw his first book book in the garbage, rejecting it himself. It was then rejected 30 times before being picked up by Doubleday Press and selling more than one million copies. Then there's Michael Jordan, who I imagine you've heard of. Some say that Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player who ever lived, but did you know that Michael Jordan didn't make the high school varsity basketball team the first time he tried out? Today, he says, that's when it all started. 
It all started for me when Coach Pop Herring cut me from the team. After not making the team, Jordan went home to cry, but years later, now a superstar on the Jay Leno show in 1997, he said, everybody goes through disappointments. It's how you overcome those disappointments. I just wasn't good enough. Today, I know that was the best thing that could have happened to me because when I got cut, I went back home and I started to get better. Now, I'm not the Michael Jordan of preaching, but I assure you, I've gotten better too, and so much of my improvement is a result of failure. I was once in a club for aspiring preachers. It was in college, and the club sponsor took me to the the local retirement home to preach one Sunday morning. On the way back to campus, the only thing good he could think of to say to me was, you preach for 17 minutes. That was about the right amount of time. (laughs) I've been doing it that way ever since. Did you know that it's okay to fail? Did you know that it's good to be pruned? That you weren't born perfect, and so you must get better every day, every hour. Some of us go through life so afraid of criticism that we let it break us. Others of us go through life so hungry for praise that we avoid ever taking a risk. The parable makes this much plain. Getting pruned is a part of life. Getting pruned helps us to bear more fruit. Getting pruned doesn't mean that we are cut off from the vine. I am the vine, he said. And do you know what else he said? I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will be with you even to the end of the age. Abide in me and I abide in you. And according to the Apostle Paul, nothing will separate you from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now that doesn't mean that you're perfect. That doesn't mean that you don't have more to learn. That doesn't mean that you should keep your car keys forever. That doesn't mean that you have nothing to apologize for. You do. I do too. But we can apologize. Because doing something bad doesn't mean that we are bad. Making a mistake doesn't mean that we are a mistake. Failing a test doesn't make me a failure. A rejection doesn't disqualify me. A rejection certainly does not disqualify me from love. Do you have somebody in your life who reminds you of that. Good parents remind kids of that all the time. Evander Hollyfield's mom wouldn't let him quit. He got beat twice by Cecil Collins after that third fight when Hollyfield won. His mom then gave him permission to quit boxing if he wanted to, but he kept going. Who has helped you keep going? Today you have a purple ribbon, grapes are purple, and we are blessed with people who help us produce even more grapes. 
When we are pruned, we produce more. When we remember that we are connected to the vine, we produce more. Who has helped you remember that you are still connected to the vine? I'd like for you to write their name on your purple ribbon because it is a miraculous thing that they've done for us, isn't it? Of course, there is always a time to quit certain things. Some people in my life have helped me quit certain things. I was, I was never going to be a professional heavyweight boxing champion. I was never going to make the Atlanta Braves. But I once tried to quit basketball in the, right in the middle of the game. I was 10 or 11 years old and I couldn't make a shot. My dad pulled me aside and said, did you know that the best players in the NBA miss half their shots? That's true. Did you know that while Babe Ruth hit 714 home runs, he struck out more than 13,000 times? Did you know that the first time Abraham Lincoln ran for political office, he came in eighth place? I wanted to quit being a preacher a time or two. And I'm very thankful to those people who wouldn't let me. I told you already that I once preached a sermon where the only good thing about it was that it was brief. If you can't be good, be brief, my preaching professor once instructed us. I also once preached a sermon that was good, and a mentor of mine said that she thought my sermon would make God smile. And that compliment makes me tear up just thinking about it. And had I quit, I never would have heard it. Had I not been pruned, I never would have heard it either. I am the vine, he said. And being pruned once or twice does not cut us off from him. Who has reminded you of that? The whole nation of Israel was reminded of that by the Psalms and the prophets. We read about it from our first scripture lesson, a vine who yielded wild grapes. This vine represents a people who failed. They failed to measure up. They, they turned away from who they were created to be. God expected justice from them, but saw bloodshed instead. God expected righteousness, but instead heard the cry of the innocent suffering at the hands of the powerful. What the prophet is saying here is that the people deserve to be cut off. Not just pruned, but torn down, pulled up, and tilled under. What vineyard owner preserves a vine who only produces wild grapes, who sows bloodshed and abuses the weak? But our faith is not about deserve. Our faith is about a grace greater than all our sins. Who has reminded you of that? Who has reminded you that by being pruned, you might then bear good fruit? That through hardship, we might find a better way to be? That while, we had, that while he had reason to, Christ has not given up on his people yet, and by his grace, we are invited to try and try and try again. 
Who has helped you remember all of that? Who has helped you remember that his love for you is as persistent as that vine in your yard that won't die and keeps coming back? Write their name on your purple ribbon. This podcast is a ministry of First Presbyterian Church of Marietta. Come join us Sundays at 189 Church Street, Marietta, Georgia, or visit us online at fpcmarietta.org.